This is Skip Hall welcoming you to Heart of the Athlete, brought to you by the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, featuring athletes, coaches, and sports personalities of the Treasure Valley. Well, good morning, folks, and welcome to the Heart of the Athlete, the local FCA radio show. That's the Fellowship of Christian Athletes show here on 94.1 KBXL. And uh, my name is Ken Lewis. I'm the director for FCA here in Idaho and our co-host here this morning, Pablo Moreno. Good morning, Ken. Yeah, Pablo, mm-hmm. we appreciate you being here, and it's always fun being uh, hosting this show with you. And, and, and folks, Pablo is our Ada County Director for FCA and been on staff almost two years Almost now. two years in May, that's right. Yeah. Well, folks, our, our special guest this morning is just a wonderful woman of God. She's a head coach over there at NNU, the, the, the Nighthawks, right, Mary? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Mary Trigg, the head women's soccer coach at NNU. It's great to have you on the air Thanks this for morning. having me. Yeah. Well, we're going we're gonna to get to uh, hear a little more about what God's doing in your life in, in just a little bit, but we want to talk, we want to just uh, thank our sponsors for the Harvard Athlete, and uh, we appreciate uh, Coach Skip Hall and uh, Associates there in Boise, um, his support both of, of this radio broadcast, and he has another show here on the, on the station as well, uh, but his uh, wealth management and investment planning business here in Boise, and folks, if you have any questions about those kinds of things, or trust, or both uh, they deal with both personal accounts and corporate accounts. Um, give the station a call and we'll get in touch with them. You can also find them on the web. And also Mike Verdon Auto and RV Sales there on uh, Fairview Avenue, just west of uh, Eagle Road. And appreciate Mike's support and uh, former Boise State quarterback and uh, great supporter of FCA and the show. And Mike's just uh, been named the uh, new head uh, football coach at Meridian High. He was there back in the early 2000s and and won a state championship there and led him to a state finals. And, and uh, now he's back at Meridian High. So we appreciate their support. So if you're looking for an RV or car, uh, uh, call those guys up. Go over there. Take a look at what they've got. They've got some great uh, vehicles. Also, Jim's Well Drilling. If you've got a piece of property and, or you've got a well on your property that you uh, need some help with or you need to, to, you need to put a well on, he's both in, uh, in the McCall and the Valley County area as well as the Treasure Valley here. A great man of God and does great work. And then finally, Awakenings Coffee House there on the northwest corner of Overland and Five Mile. We appreciate their support of this show. And... Um, well, Mary, you've been at NNU as the head women's soccer coach for how many years now? Five years now. Five yeah. years. That's that's awesome. And I know we've, you've been involved in FCA, and um, you guys, uh, and you've been building that program and investing in those in those gals. And you guys had a pretty special season this year in terms of um, just a lot of different things that went on. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, it was special. It was my first year that it was all my recruits, so that was fun to kind of see um, what we could do um, if I could actually recruit. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, we broke a lot of records. We went to playoffs for the first time in school history, um, had the most conference wins, had the most wins, D- D2 wins ever for women's soccer, and did a lot of neat things, most shutouts. I mean, we had a lot of uh, fun moments as a team. Oh, that's great. Oh. And I, we know some of the gals on your team. I know Karina and Brooke. They were yeah. both FCA leaders at Timberline High School. Of course, Timberline's had a great soccer tradition yeah, here yeah. in the Treasure Valley in the state. And uh, and Ross Schultz, the head mm-hmm. coach over there, and I know that they they helped get FCA started at Timberline when they were sophomores and juniors. And now they're on your team. Yeah. So it's so cool to see them. And, and we on our team, we vote for different leaders for different things. We have community service leaders and different things. And they got voted our team spiritual leaders. So wow. they lead chapel on the road and do different cool things for us. And they they got voted as only sophomores. So 
Um, pretty oh. neat to see them lead and be comfortable and so confident in their in their spiritual leadership. Oh, so praise God! Yeah, that's neat. neat. Yeah. Well, um, you um, you've had uh, a fun coaching career. I know you played at Fresno State, right? Yeah. And then tell us a little bit about your coaching journey. Yeah. So I played at Fresno State, and then I've been at all state schools. So I was coaching at San Francisco State and then Sacramento State, and then got the job up here. Um, I always knew I wanted to be at a Christian school. But um, I, I, I didn't fully know what that looked like or felt like, or, um, but it's been an amazing experience. I, I love this area, one, but NNU is a unique place. Um, it's been the first time that I've been allowed to, we've talked about this before, being able to be, feel like a complete coach where I can actually, I became a Christian in college. And so for me to be able to um, talk to girls about things that actually matter and give them real solutions um, and not just do soccer. So it's been um for me, uh, like I said, I feel like I'm a complete coach at NNU, and uh, it's a really neat environment. So that's awesome. Yeah. So you you played soccer at Fresno State, is yeah. that right? Yeah. Um, go Bulldogs! Yeah, there you <laughs> I go. I can't say that around here, right? <laughs> not Boise not State too people. loud. Not <laughs> too loud. That's right. Um, but what was your involvement with FCA down there? When you when you yeah, um, our FCA there was pretty big because I mean it's not a Christian school, so it was the only kind of place for. Um, Christians to gather. Kind of, I don't remember any other clubs, but we had, um, it was uh, who Jamal Jones. Jamal Jones, yeah, the football he, team. In fact, yeah. he uh, in the football uh, when they played in the bowl game up here, I believe it was against Georgia Tech, like two thousand two or three or something like that. I, he got named as the he got the humanitarian award oh, wow. winner up here in Boise for what he was doing as a student athlete. But anyway, that's then he came awesome. on staff with FCA, and that's yeah. when you got to know him. Yeah. So he was, we went to school, we overlapped two years, and then he stayed on as the um, FCA leader for at Fresno State. And we had big dinners, and at the time, we just, I, mean, I wanted free spaghetti, but you know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but it was awesome. It was a cool experience to, to feel like you're, um, I don't know, you're just talking about Jesus in the context of sports, yeah. which is more relatable to a lot of people. Yeah. Um, so it was, I had a great experience at, at Fresno to, I also started going to church for the first time on my own and doing those kind of things. So it was, but the FCA environment was, it brought me back to my, my dad's roots because that's how he became a Christian in college. So, wow. Yeah. Oh. He played football at, at Linfield. Linfield College yeah. in, in McMinnville, Oregon. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. He, cool. he, he went there and became a Christian. And I heard there's a pretty neat story about your dad, how he came to know the Lord. You want to share that real fast? Yeah. Yeah. So he, um, came from a broken home and um, dysfunctional at the least. but uh, And so he went to college at Linfield and to play football and got married to my mom while he was there, and they didn't have any money. And so, again, the free the free dinners thing is a, is a good sell. And so him, <laughs> him and my mom went to FCA dinners. Um, oh, that's sweet. Uh, the, another football guy said, hey, there's free dinners. Come, come to this. And he was so, playing ball, married. Yeah. Going to school. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And broke. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so they wanted, they literally wanted free dinner. So he said, um, I, I don't even think he really knew what it was. And so they started going. That's the first time he heard about Jesus. And he says the same thing of it was the first time he heard Jesus in the context of something that really um, related to him mm. and felt like it was more personal to talk about it in the context of sports yeah. and, and real life stuff. And um, he didn't become a Christian right then. It took a couple of years after that, but it was the seed that um, planted in him of the first time he ever heard about God. And wow. I always tell him it's pretty cool because his whole family is still dysfunctional, his brothers and 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 their kids. And 
um, I told him it's pretty neat to see the chain broken in our family yes. and to have, um, I, we were looking at uh, my nephew, his grandson the other day, and I, I don't know, we were talking of, man, now he knows about Jesus because of you. Wow. And, um, and he, my dad knew about Jesus because of FCA. So it's wow. a neat... Um, a neat chain effect that happens. That is so the cool. ripple effect, yeah. That is so, so cool. Yeah. And you got involved there at, was it San Francisco State too as well? Yeah. Help getting things yeah. rolling for we FCA started, there? We tried to start FCA there when I, I don't know what's, that was years ago. I don't know what's going on with it there, but there wasn't an FCA. So we started meeting in our weight room and I think we started with like eight of us and mm-hmm. it kind of started to grow. Um and I, I left three years later, but uh, it was San Francisco is a whole different pocket of the world to have an FCA mm-hmm. um, group. But it was it was neat, yeah. So it wasn't all Christians there. You could get um, different community service credit and things like that. So it was, um, yeah, it was it was neat to try to start something up is harder than yeah. something that's already established. Yeah. But well, that's cool. And then I know you've yeah. been involved with us with FCA, the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Athletes here in Idaho. You've yeah. like just recently you spoke at the FCA huddle at NNU, and that was a great night. And about forty athletes there that night, and uh, I got to catch the tail end of that mm-hmm. that meeting. And uh, but also you've helped coach at our camp, our summer camp that we have. And this year our camp is June twenty fifth through 29th And I know we've uh, we've talked about you being there again this year and and coaching with the gals, and and so we're excited about that potential and. Um, so for you, and I know you've got you, you know, those FCA leaders that you just mentioned, Brooke and Karina, they're, yeah. they're leaders. Why, why FCA? Why, why get involved in FCA? If you know, maybe we've got some grandparents or some parents out there, or maybe some, you know, some athletes, some young young people out there. Why, why get involved with FCA? I, I always, I think the greatest thing about FCA, well, two things. If you're already a Christian kid in a Christian home, um, it shows you that there's other people out there and there's friends that are growing up the same way as you. And you have, it establishes the community around sports, a Christian community around sports, which sometimes I know I was lacking growing up of, um, you're around sports, but how many of your friends are Christian or how much are you relating God into sports? So if you're coming from a Christian home, gosh, it's, um, really neat to just build up your community. Um, and if you're not, it's such a safe place to talk about, I know what it did for me, especially getting into college, of um, talk about real life stuff um, and, and relate it to sports. If you have a love for sports and you want to go and and just play sports, you'll get also a good experience from great coaches. But you get to um, hear people talk about things deeper and things that matter. Um, and yeah, it's a great experience. Camps are fun. Yeah. <laughs> and they're growing. they're growing. Right, they are. Yeah. You know, as you're talking there, it reminds me, I mean, so many of us, whether an athlete or a coach, we... Um, or parents, grandparents can get tied up in their identity in the wins and losses, mm-hmm. uh, whether winning a lot or losing a lot or not, or somewhere in between, but also, you know, the starting and all that and our performance and, and, and we, we can end up start worshiping the creation rather mm-hmm. than the creator. So as you're talking there, I mean, it, it is a, FCA is a great place to, to put that into perspective of, of, Yes, yeah, sports. God created sports for us to enjoy and to give Him glory, but not to worship. Mm-hmm. So, well, and sports bring out so much. I mean, it's one of the reasons I love sports so much is they bring out things in life that um, all at once sometimes where you can be. Um, you you get to see. I mean, there's times I remember I gave my best. I did everything I possibly could, and sometimes it still isn't good enough. Hmm. And what do you deal? How do you deal with that after? And um, how does it relate? I just think God ties in so well. 
to sports because you've, you face disappointment, you face mm. excitement. What do you do after? I remember the feeling after, I'm going to put a plug of how good we were at Fresno uh. State. After we won our second WAC championship, we set records and all that stuff. And I remember feeling like, okay, now what? Huh. Now what? Like, so it brings up all these different emotions of um, there has to be more. And also how to deal with different disappointment, different things. And um, when I was in college, it kept Jesus kept being the answer to some of my questions. And so it's it's neat to have sports bring that out of real life questions. And I see it with our athletes now. Um, it, it's neat to be able to talk about it, hmm. talk about real answers. <laughs> There's a, a pastor I like to listen to. His name is Joey Baran. He was like a professional surfer down in California. You ever heard of him? Joey Baran. Um, he even coached, the, I think, the Junior Olympic um, women's surfing team. But he talked about when he won, um, I don't know the surfing terms, a pipeline or something, yeah. some big <laughs> event, right? He he was there. He had his trophy. He had his ring around his head, you know. Um, and he's like, this is it? Yeah. Is this yeah, yeah. this is it? He, he yeah. got what he was striving mm-hmm. to get for years, but he didn't do anything. And I think what you said is right on. It's whether it's a, some kind of championship for a sporting event or even a job or maybe it's a marriage, whatever, those aren't the it factors. Yep, Christ absolutely. is, he is the it factor. He is the ultimate satisfaction. Yep. So um, as, a, as a coach over the years, Mary, how, how have you helped kids? Like what, what opportunities have you seen to help kids get that? I mean, what, like you said, if it's, if it's a, lo- a loss, they're not defined by a loss or maybe they won some big game. Hey guys, that's great, but don't worship the creator rather than the creator. How have you been able to help kids get that, that, Jesus is the it factor. Yeah. How have they helped me? That's a good question. <laughs> yeah. um, Both but, ways. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, well, I, I knew, so I have such a passion for, for women's lives and especially women in the college years because I think you face so many different things. Um, and so one of the reasons I ended up becoming a coach was because of the fact that I get to deal with um, women in the stage where they do have a lot of questions and they do have a lot of things that are coming up. And it's great to be able to, and back and forth of... <laughs> It's hard because my job winning does matter. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were talking about it before. I think if you're not winning and if you're not good at what you do, it's hard people don't hear you. It's yeah. kind of white noise. And um, so it, it's great to be able to tie in, um, hey, we can be really good at what we do. And winning can matter. We don't have to go to the extreme other end of it doesn't matter. Yes. Um, but we can be competitive and and still love Jesus and, and get answers that are bigger than sports. And um, girls come into my office all the time with – um, different things that they go through a lot of stuff, you know, college is, um, it's hard. It's a hard time. And, um, for, for me to be able to be reminded too, it puts me in, in, in check a little bit when they come with some big concerns or, or big life issues mm. of why I'm here and what we're doing in, in perspective. But, um, it, it's great for us to be able to talk on two ends of, um, we're doing everything for the glory of God. We're using the gifts he's given us, mm-hmm. given us for his glory. Um, but we're also on the other end of, um, it, it's not our whole identity. Mm. Um, and that's a lot of athletes after college, especially high level athletes, um, face that identity crisis. I think if they didn't have their identity in Jesus, mm-hmm. boom, sports are done. I've been doing it since I've been seven right. years old and now where's my identity. So yeah. it's, it's great to try to prepare our athletes too for, um, soccer not being their identity right. and um but also loving winning yes <laughs> that's right yeah yeah so that combination it, it's great and it's uh, uh i'm always impressed of we have some girls on my team that are just above where i was at that age and um we have some great conversations we do chapel on the road every friday when we're traveling wow and, um we have some neat discussions that's so, awesome yeah mm, that's, that's awesome cool. we're fortunate well 
you know, Mary, I, I get to coach wrestling for quite a while, and then I, I had the opportunity to coach um, uh, girls lacrosse over at Eagle High and in, in the Eagle area with the U13 team and at the high school. So I got to coach guys and girls, and I know there's some differences there. Um, and you've been coaching for quite a while at the college level. I mean, at, at Sac State and San Francisco State and mm-hmm. here at NNU. How many years total is that? Um, ten, ten, which is years. crazy. This last season was my 10th. Uh, fall of coaching college. Wow. Oh, so <laughs> on the lines of, of coaching females and, um, and you know, there are differences between coaching guys and gals, but um, all the cultural things going on in, in our country and in our culture, what changes have you seen in, in terms of your 10 years of coaching? And of course you had, you know, you're playing at a high level at Fresno state as an athlete mm-hmm. yourself what changes have you seen, uh, the, the challenges, you know, with coaching, yeah. coaching women? And then how's the Lord helped you meet yeah. those, those challenges? I think there's, there's two changes I've seen. Um, one is just the, um, the absence of knowledge of Jesus, mm-hmm. I guess. I, there's, I feel like it's less and less common of people growing up in a home that they went to church and things like that. Um, but then the the great thing, the other thing I've seen then with that is the desire then, I feel like it's almost, we can use it as a good thing because they're a clean slate, some of these kids. Um, our team at NNU, you don't have to be a Christian to go to NNU. Um, and so we have a, a mix of girls. And um, I'm always surprised the ones who, we have one girl on our team who had never been to church before. Mm. Um, and they're almost a clean slate of there's no biased because they don't even know what to be biased about because they're so far removed. So some of it is good of um, they can hear about Jesus uh, for the first time without anybody in the past that messed it up for them. Uh, And uh, so I try to look at it as the positive of, um, great, this is their first experience with God and what is it going to be for them and who are we going to be as as Christians around them. Um, But I think right now, one thing that hasn't changed is um, I haven't coached men, but, um, coaching women is, um, the desire to please and the desire to be accepted and, um, and to just confidence issues. Um, I think it's really easy for us to try to point those into Jesus being the answer and Jesus Mm -hmm. filling our identity. Um, and it's, uh, it's such a need. That's what made me want to coach at a school like NNU is because I was at other schools where um, I, I've seen it over and over again. It's not new. When I was an athlete, my friends and I experienced it. Um, and at other schools, it, they're wanting real answers. And, and people, um, it's nice to be at NNU where we can give them real answers about, right. wow, you're facing this. Well, I know for me, um, Jesus was my answer and my acceptance and my um, and to be able to get into deeper stuff. So it, uh, that hasn't changed of, of, of girls really seeking an identity and, and who they are. And so you, you said something that I think is so true, Mary. Um, I'm seeing it like less and less kids know the Bible, yeah, less and less yeah. kids know Jesus. But I like how you put that twist. What a great opportunity. They aren't, they aren't jaded. They, mm-hmm. A lot of times in the past, mm-hmm. it was Oh, a lot of hypocrites in the church, mm-hmm. right? Now it's like, I don't even know what yep, exactly, is this, exactly. you know? So yeah. to just shape and give them that, just a pure perspective of Christ mm-hmm. and his love and his grace, you know, and his forgiveness. Um, Mary, what, what what would you say is uh, maybe a life verse that God's been really bringing to you or has really spoken to you lately at this time in your life? 
Uh, yeah, we talked about this at FCA the other night. Um, is the uh, it's Hebrews ten fourteen? I think I don't have it in front of me, but um, talking about the process of being sanctified, and um, we talked about it at FCA the other night because I think the most most of the group was Christians and um, talking about my struggle since becoming a Christian, and I think sometimes we don't talk about that enough. Um, I'll do another plug for NNU because I think it's such an awesome min- <laughs> ministry. But the neat thing is it, it we're a school that can also, we speak to the non-Christians because um, you don't, like I said, you don't have to be Christian, go there. But man, we really build up our girls that are Christian and talk to them about the now what. And mm. uh, we did that the other night of, um, I, I went through that identity of I became a Christian and now I kind of thought, my desire to sin was going to go away and my desire to do these stupid things were going to go away and, um, and being really frustrated Mm -hmm. and the guilt and the frustration of why am I not um, perfect? Mm -hmm. Why am I not completely changed miraculously Mm -hmm. just on the spot? And so we really talked about, or I talked about the other night of my, my journey in the past 10 years of being um, really uh, listening to God in the process of being sanctified and realizing um, we're not perfect here on earth, but God is is making us perfect for heaven. And uh, it was a neat a conversation we had. And, and like I said, gosh, they give me great perspective. But we talked about that balance of how do you not beat yourself up mm. over your sin once you become a Christian, um, but also still wanting to become Christ-like and get your heart changed. And so we have those real discussions. I still don't have all the answers, <laughs> but um, that, that's been the verse that's been speaking to me lately is just... Um, almost praising God for my process instead of beating myself up for it of, all right, this is what you're saving me from. Can you not let me speak like that anymore? Or, (laughs) um, so it was, it was great. And and some of our athletes said great feedback and had good discussions. So that's great. Yeah. That's awesome. I heard this quote once, the the conversion to the soul is a miracle of a moment, but the making of a saint is the task of a lifetime. Yeah. It's it's okay. We're all on the journey Mm -hmm. of, and how great an encouraging word for college students too. So, yeah. Well, Mary, we just have a, a minute or so left here, but I, I wanted to um, ask you, I mean, you, you coach, you coach at NNU and you can freely share, you know, mm-hmm. about the Lord and, and integrating your coaching mm-hmm. practices and weights and conditioning and all that. But you spent some time there at, at Sacramento State as a coach and San Francisco State. And there might be some coaches out there coaching at, at some public schools and, and feel maybe a little hindered to that. What are some ways, just a, a couple ways that on the top of your head that uh, some things that you did to help integrate Jesus in your coaching and how you could impact athletes in a, in a, in a sec, more secular yeah, setting. Yeah. That's a great one because it's hard. I'm so free now to be able to talk about things. So it's great. But um, one thing I did when I was at all state schools was um, I started by just praying for my athletes, praying for them by name. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd pick four of them a day and I would go through and, and pray for them and, and then pray that the opportunity would come up for me to be able to tell them something deeper and because um, if they come to you and start talking about it, you're Spirit allowed to speak yeah. back. <laughs> I know all the rules. Um, but so so I would start by just praying and um, and little things happen and they end up, they'll, they find out who you are and they'll ask you questions. <laughs> wow, that's great. So, praying yeah. for God to work and God to show up Absolutely. and expecting him that he would set it up. And that, those are the those are the greatest adventures we can be on that we know that. The only way it could happen is if God set it up and God did it. So Absolutely. Well, Mary, it's been wonderful and a blessing from the Lord to have you and just to hear what God's doing in your life. And 
We want to talk about just a little bit about what's coming up with FCA, right, Pablo, with our camps this summer? That's right. Uh, so every summer we have the opportunity to host the one of the main Northwest FCA sport camps, and that's going to be June 25th through the 29th for junior high, uh, 7th through 12th, I reckon, 7th through 12th grade. And uh, it's a great opportunity for students to get sharpened in their skill set as we have amazing coaching and, and volunteers who help run the clinics for the students. And then it's not just a sport camp, it's, a, it's an amazing time for discipleship as these kids are, are partnered with college athletes who love the Lord and want to mentor them for the week. And phenomenal um, chapel speakers in the evening. And it's an amazing time of, of sport excellence and growing in your, in your walk with Christ for the week. And if you're a college athlete, there's an opportunity to come as a huddle leader. And I've heard college students say they love that experience more than even being a camper. So uh, as God works in them and, and through them to serve these kids. So June 25th through the 29th, and you can go to fcaidaho.org to register as, as uh, it's already opened up on our website. That's right. And, and folks, if you know of a college athlete that's uh, looking for a place to serve and looking for an opportunity, and we actually have made, like Pablo over the last uh, couple of years, has made this a, a camp as well for college athletes where they come in before camp, we train them up, and, and uh, they can sign up as well, right? That's right. Uh, college students can secure their spot as it's filling up fast. We have about 60 spots available, and already 25 of them are filled up. And so it's filling up fast. You can go to fcidaho.org to secure your spot as well. Well, you can imagine. I mean, Pablo, if I had a, a daughter, my daughters didn't play soccer, mm-hmm. but if, if they played soccer, coming to this camp and getting poured into by coaches like Mary, mm-hmm. I mean, phenomenal week. And athletes like her, athletes on her team, Karina and the right. other guys. Yeah, being their big, big sister. sister all week yep, and, and yep. leading in the Bible studies and, yeah. and God using them. Yep. So. Well, Mary, thank you again for being on the show with us this morning. Thanks, Ken. Pablo, it's always great to be with you. Always a good time. Well, folks, have a great day and God bless you.